Welcome to Dumpy Little Unicorn. I'm Jane and today it's a first for the podcast because I'm joined by two authors. I'm joined by Alicia Zalaga and Wendy Trimbley, the authors of The Resurrectionist of Caligo. Welcome to my unicorn lair. How are you both doing? Hi, thanks so much for having us. Enjoying the rainbow pixie dust everywhere. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and the snow over in Colorado. So <laughs> Yes. Tell me more about the snow. <laughs> yes. Well, we have about six inches of it. It's uh, still falling and pretty much the entire city is shut down today. So that's kind of nice. It's a good day to stay inside. Excellent. We've just had typical autumn weather the last couple of days. We probably won't see much snow if any. So to be really British, what's the weather like with you, Alicia? <laughs> it's uh, sunny and to be completely not British is like 70 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> Us and our, our, our Fahrenheit. <laughs> so warm. Cool. 70 degrees. It's 23 here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is Fahrenheit. <laughs> so I picked up The Resurrectionist of Caligo at your launch at Worldcon. Um, how was it launching a novel at such a big event? And what else did you get up to at Worldcon? Um, see, we had uh, we did have a really nice launch. We got to do some book signings, and that was uh, really exciting. Although we quickly learned only one person can speak at a time, and then the other person ends up doing all the signing work. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> So one of us gets to chat with the wonderful people stopping by while the other one is busy with their their pens and the paper. So we got to meet uh, a lot of people. It was pretty fun. Just <laughs> We were just sitting there for the signings, um, just at the table, chatting to people as they walked by. And then uh, it was also fun. I, I had a lot of fun just sitting at like random, up at the coffee area and just picking up a conversation with whoever happened to be sitting near me. And then we'd always like find something in common to talk about and about books or, or media or, you know, fantasy or whatever. So that was a good way. And then I've like made friends with those people who I'm still communicating with over social media. So it's yeah. really good for doing it's that really because I'm normally very, very introverted, but Worldcon. Yes. <laughs> I just turned into this social machine. It was just weird, but it was lots of fun. And, you know, getting to meet you guys and then getting to meet lots of other people, it was certainly a lot of fun. And as I said, I was at the launch. I picked up the novel. I loved it. It felt so fun and fresh. And I understand that it had an interesting genesis. So, um, can you tell me how it came about and where the characters of Roger and Sibylla came from? Alicia, you got this one. Oh, Wendy doesn't <laughs> want to say the, the spiel. Oh, <laughs> oh I've, talked, I've talked plenty. <laughs> I'll let you go. I'll fill in the gaps. <laughs> uh, so it, it all started when I tricked Wendy <laughs> into a fun writing exercise, very low-key, no-pressure exercise where you would exchange letters in character. Uh, so I started off with Dear Snot Sniffer and sent her this lovely letter of indignation. And then she got to write back. And obviously, I had already poked her. 
And I think that's probably <laughs> probably where the, the characters sort of started with footing of animosity a little bit. Yes. <laughs> Just a bit. <laughs> yeah. And then, and she made the mistake, I always say, of like, of keeping it completely open when she sent it to me. Um, she was like, I don't know who these people are. I don't know where it is or time period or setting or anything. So I'd been like working on some little gothic vignette things I didn't know what to do with so when I sent her my reply back it was a letter but it was also like attached to the scene in a gothic cemetery and it was ridiculous and she's like I I could like feel her through the internet like shaking her head going what have you done (laughs) cool so that was one of the things I really enjoyed about the world was the world that had, had been created this it's kind of I don't know um, I don't know if this is deliberate, but it felt kind of mushroomy. Was that something that you'd chosen on purpose? Uh, I don't think so. It took us a long time to work out the plot, wouldn't you say, Alicia? Yes. Characters, <laughs> characters came first, plot came second. I would probably... Or fourth or something. <laughs> we, well, we wrote ourselves into so many corners and then backed out and then <laughs> tried again. But we, we always kind of, I feel like we always really kind of dug into sort of the, the magic versus science, and it's all kind of natural sciences that we were looking at. So I think we really tried to focus on keeping things kind of medical or biological. Well, Wendy may, may, Wendy may for, I, forget, but I will never forget uh, Linny. Uh, Linny is really the character that, that you know, connected them. And uh, if you've read the book and you know that there is no Winnie in the book anymore, <laughs> but originally there was a Winnie, I still hold a great fondness in my heart for Linny. She was like a missing friend that they both shared. So <laughs> missing friend went through many incarnations. And-, and at some point we realized that nobody gives a crap <laughs> about the missing friend. I, care. I still care about Linny. <laughs> So we took her out. She kind of morphed a little bit into the chocolatier. Uh, but at some point we had like both those characters on the stage at the same time. I'm not really sure. It was very like just working out the plot was really, for me, probably the most difficult part. The ghost of Linny is everywhere. You just don't know it. <laughs> Brilliant. So am I right in thinking that Wendy was responsible for Roger and Alicia was responsible for Sibylla and was that always the case or were there times where you swapped voices? Surprisingly we did swap voices occasionally and then the other person would like go in and correct the voice um, but it was it started off for the, like I'd say like at least the, the first half the first no actually we went back there's a couple places I could think of where we swapped mm-hmm. but we'd be it was kind of later in the process um when we're i think we're kind of comfortable with each other at that point and comfortable with our characters then we just get stuck on the scene and just be like i can't we we were usually like trading back and forth um and yeah occasionally uh, it happened with both of us just like i can't do this scene i think it was like roger with the microscope i remember like really Mm -hmm. struggling with just the choreography of that scene and alicia's like how would I write it? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> fine, you take it. So she wrote it and everything. Um, and then I, I got it back and I was like, oh, 
the voice. I have to fix the voice. And like, it, and we kind of laugh. It, and that happened with um, a scene that I, I wrote for her too, a Sibylla scene. And she got it back. She's like, no, 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 this is all wrong. But like just having that framework set up that the other person laid out for you, it's better than just staring at a, a blank yeah. piece of paper and then you have something to fix. So, so what is it yeah. writing as a pair? Hmm. Hmm, let me think <laughs> uh, I think it's um we have different strengths uh which is always interesting it's not I don't think it was particularly conflict writing <laughs> Wendy might disagree <laughs> uh so certainly when you write as a pair you gravitate towards different themes you gravitate towards different um even different like pet topics or uh, your favorite sorts of stories. And Wendy and I gravitate to very different things, unsurprising. Uh, <laughs> I, I like political intrigue. I like royalty shenanigans. And anytime you have a good triangle, I'm, I'm in, in for it. Uh, whereas Wendy, I think, well, Wendy could probably tell you what, what more she likes. I may not look like a goth on the outside, but I am very much a goth on the inside, and it all comes spilling out. <laughs> so, anything that I could just make horrible, just like, just embrace the, just go overboard goth. I was there for it, and I like, I like underdog characters. I like, kind of beating my characters to the ground until they cry and then hopefully <laughs> they have a nice little success and then it's wonderful. Um, but yeah, uh, we, I'd say, we, I always laugh, uh, but Alicia's kind of the, would be like the plot. We, ha we have what we call Alicia's headcanon. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> her favorite way to torture me was to ask me, so Wendy, what is the plot of our novel right now? <laughs> and we, I don't know, and I'd be like so many versions behind and like not wrapping my head around like the little, like, I don't know what what the clue the current clues for the murder were or anything and, <laughs> and she always knew exactly she had it always like in her head exactly whereas I might if I read the entire novel I might be able to hold the story right. in my head for about three days and then it's gone so yeah, it's sort of like <laughs> that was very helpful I felt like I kept I always you know downloaded the updates and uh worked on the updated version and sometimes uh headcanon updates and sometimes when he would <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you updated your headcanon without updating anything oh, else. I didn't upload the update, is what you're saying? Yeah. She's like, clearly, this is where we're at. We're like, we are? <laughs> Wait, we got, we got rid of which character now? Oh, Linny. Oh, Linny's not a thing anymore, you say. Oh, okay. Always a thing. <laughs> totally need to take I'll never forget Linny. <laughs> so were there any hills that you were prepared to die on? So many hills. <laughs> Um, so many hills that we were prepared to die on and then ended up surrendering anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I would I say, say Wendy did guard her hill. <laughs> one hill at least. <laughs> no, let's talk about that one. <laughs> the one, well, the one that I laugh about, I don't, I don't want to be too spoilery, but it involves right. certain somebody getting stuck in a coffin. And I knew from like the get go, I'm like, this is going to happen. It's going to be like, and I kept telling Alicia, I'm like, it's going to happen. And she's like, well, I, how is that going to work out in the plot? We haven't, we haven't plotted that in yet. And I was like, I don't know, but it's going to happen because it feels like it's part of the theme and the pattern and a 
good book end for everything. And she's like shaking her head, going, I don't know. But I made it work. I think that was less in Wendy's Hill as it was Wendy's Mountain, (laughs) unmovable, (laughs) covered in snow, never going to climb it. There, there will be no changing of that mountain. And there were some bad versions of that scene right. too that we had to work through. But it's more like, how can I them. get the road to go around the mountain than uh, get that mountain to move? <laughs> <laughs> New head mountains Why are more hills. hills. Um, <laughs> I feel like yeah. <laughs> can you think of an Alicia mountain? I guess that's the question, Wendy. Like I said, you were very set on like the type of things that Sibylla would or would not do that you you uh, I'm trying to think of <laughs> like we're you're real big in having her we, we talked about it before but the whole like her family being there versus like you know a lot of times the princess has like no parents or like, a tragic backstory or whatever and we're like well Sibylla doesn't quite have a tragic backstory and that was kind of <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong I think that was a pretty important to you and just like her the way she goes about things um as well um she's going to be very calm and collected and she's doesn't really get super drama like yes. Roger's the drama queen <laughs> in this book it's not Sibylla <laughs> um which is on purpose like she's she's kind of the cool collected one and Roger's the kind of overly emotional one um maybe that's because it reflects us I don't know <laughs> Also, you're. <laughs> she's well, she's thinking. She's like, hmm. Is this <laughs> diplomatic to say? <laughs> yeah, diplomatic to say. Well, because you ended up taking out like ends yeah. um, and rivets, got reduced to a no name, yeah, a nameless many of my character. Hills got smashed down. <laughs> okay, I'm sure I'll come back to that. Ask me in a minute. I'll, I'll, it'll so <laughs> generally, what was the process like? Would you? sort of simultaneously be writing on your next scene and then share or would it or would you be taking turns yeah it definitely was turns so I would write a chapter and so and then I would send it to her and she'd probably take about a, a week with it I, I would say <laughs> you take like a she would send back <laughs> that week's worth of work and then I would take like a day or two and send her another long chapter so we went back and forth like that for, for quite a while. Sure. Then we got to the editing drudge work, which I think both Wendy and I really love editing, actually. Maybe too much. <laughs> the claws come out. <laughs> and we, then you have uh, instances where we, I, I took some really funny screenshots of us when we were, um, I think we were doing like Skype chat and we were, we were on Skype, but we were like in the chat uh the chat box like rewriting the same sentence about eight times like back and forth and we would like go through an entire chapter over like the course of two hours and the ironic thing was I think a number of the chapters that we did that on like got cut in the end completely anyway (laughs) but uh yeah for the most part it was like back trading back and forth and then um, and we'd always like pause and have a long chat Mm -hmm. before we moved forward so it's kind of then we we kind of talk about like this is what I'm this is what we're stuck on and we try and it's really nice having a writing partner. One of the great things is when you're alone, you're you're stuck in your head the whole time and you kind of get into a rut. Whereas with two people, like have coming from completely different angles, a lot of times like um, we wouldn't get stuck for very long. A lot of the times, and we or we'd as long as if we talked for four hours about one thing that we were stuck on, we'd almost have something, <laughs> almost always have something 
to go with, to run with by the time it was time for us to keep writing. And I think editing's too, where you you learn about your own peculiarity of, of language choice and that we all have preferences and we don't really consciously think about them from day to day, but whether or not you put an adjective before or after a verb or an adverb <laughs> before or after a verb, um, we tended to, to do that differently. Which <laughs> and then correct each I? other. Yes. Because <laughs> there's no wrong. It's just, I always like to, which I don't know which one I am, Wendy. Tell me. <laughs> you would be uh you were the before she quickly walked and i was the walked quickly yeah (laughs) Yeah. and you'd be surprised how often you do that and when you read someone else and they don't do it the way you naturally flow the language together it stands out immediately and you're like wait a minute (laughs) that's not quite right and that's just there's no right or wrong so do you think between you you kind of polished your novel into something better than it would have been had you been writing this novel individually I hope so <laughs> it's definitely we, we always joke that it was always it was definitely something way different than we would have written individually mm-hmm. and I do think that it was really helpful to like going back and forth with the edit passes like I'd write a chapter and then she would edit it and I go back and like tweak the edits and then she'd go back and tweak the edits again until we got something that we were both happy with so that ho- hopefully like that took care of yeah our like personal bad writing habits or um think you know whatever those were <laughs> Comma splices—that's what she doesn't want to say. Yeah. Alicia's comma splices. And I think, I think we have a nice balance too of um, the the two sides of our characters. They're both very different. So um, we, you know, you have the goth side, the gothic, depressing stuff, and then kind of the more lighter, you know, the or the the intrigue. Um, and then there's some humor. So we we bring like a lot more, I think, facets maybe. To the book. Yeah, I don't think you or I would ever have written a story on our own. That's for sure. Just the the dynamics of it wouldn't have been the same. And I think it does come across that it is sort of really well rounded, and the way that the sort the the two directions that the story go in do entwine really well. And as I said, it's one of the books I've enjoyed reading most this year. So my next question is, are there going to be any more adventures with Sibylla and Roger? We have have an idea and we have some words, some scenes, some some Emperor Trolling Roger scenes written. I can... I can say that for sure. <laughs> and um, it, it all kind of comes down to having a, a another contract come out for us. So yeah, so hopefully we'll see how this one how this one does and we definitely we definitely acknowledge that there's a an emotional openness to the ending. <laughs> uh, I mean I certainly closed like that first chapter of of their dynamics together, but left them in a very different mm-hmm. place. And there's definitely room for them to grow as individuals and as a uh, a pair. <laughs> and we have ideas for where we want that to go. <laughs> really specific ideas. <laughs> Let's hope we get to hear some more from them in the future. 
So did you have any solo projects that you were working on? Well, at least one of us does. I think Wendy does too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was working on a space adventure because completely different from anything I would write with Wendy, of course. It's about a, a space notary and goes with like contracts and corporations and there's aliens and all the things you would expect from a, a fun romp in space. Excellent. And um, Wendy? I'm still flailing about, about for my next obsession. I, I've had a couple leads. And one of the things I do between projects to try and get excited is I write fan fiction. So that's what I'm doing right now. And I <laughs> and then I hope that it like kind of jumps uh, over into something original. And I, I've, yeah, I've got some stuff that I'm not quite ready to talk about there that, yeah, that kind of exciting, but also at the same time, like, I don't, I don't know if this is a book or if it's just like a funny little project that I'm working on. So, <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah. If it is anything, it'll be funny, hopefully. Funny and light. <laughs> Maybe less gothic this time. Oh no, we 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 do love the gothic. <laughs> well, maybe I'll maybe I'll, I'll at the same time. I think it's hard for me to to not do one without the other. So. Don't worry, <laughs> there's each other always well. tragedy in any of Wendy's stories. <laughs> there's nothing she loves more than making her characters suffer the most. So that's what writing do, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But my, my characters suffer more than yours, Alicia. <laughs> Alicia's like why why do we have to why do we have to do pain when when we don't have to yeah I guess I'm the benevolent one love's good too I like both I mean everyone wants a a big horrible ending and do they though but well sometimes you want you want your comfort food you want to have something delicious and just makes you smile I kind of like both absolutely So moving on, um, we've reached the part of the interview where I ask you the questions that I ask everybody. So what have you been reading, Alicia? So right now I'm I'm getting very close to finishing, 75% of the way through uh, Sorcerer to the Crown uh, by Zen Cho. So if, if you love Austin and magic and want kind of more of a diverse... Yes take on that it's pretty fantastic so that that's what I'm reading only one let's see I am I am between books currently but uh what I've read let's see recently this year uh one that I read I I can't I could not put it down and yeah I have I still like I'm not entirely sure what exactly I read I read uh, Vita Nostra um I'm trying to remember it's by a it's also by a writing team of two authors mm-hmm. and they're a married couple and have a long Russian name that I can't remember off the top of my head but uh that one was very strange and it's sort of a take on a magic school in a very a very different dark uh way where this girl is um picked up for this Russian 
it's in Russia and uh, she's picked up for this college and she goes and it's never like really outwardly stated that it's like a magic school. It's just a college. And, um, but she starts, she's like memorizing these things and it just kind of, the whole thing reminded me of these really like stress dreams that I would have in college about like trying to find a class and not being able to find it or like trying to memorize stuff or like waking up and realizing that like you just started, you thought you just started the term and, but it now, that you're already at finals and you never went to any classes like it's weird this weird kind of bad dream sequence of uh <laughs> of weirdness that she's going through at school and um, um I'm not entirely sure still like what it all was about but it was um yeah very um just the yeah. atmosphere and just kind of um yeah that was very okay, interesting cool so. so um what have you been listening to Oh man, Wendy, what have you been listening to? Um, I've been listening to a podcast called Start With This, and it's oh you're yeah, podcast. Yeah, podcast. <laughs> I'm <a> podcast. <laughs> I thought music went straight to the podcast. <laughs> no, I've been listening to Start With This, and it's from uh, Night Vale Productions, and it's it's about the writers of Night Vale, um, but it's basically about how to make art and. Also, they since they're a team, they t- kind of talk about how to write art in a team. But it's also good for anyone who's making, like, who's writing or making podcasts. Or um, they just talk about all different aspects of creativity. Uh, the most recent one that I listened to the other day was about speed and how, like, using speed, like speed writing or just getting through something um, without stopping to think about it can be really helpful. So they have, like, little little bite-sized yeah tips on creativity that sounds really interesting I'm gonna make a note of that one yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I know I'm sitting there like gotta write that down <laughs> yeah I think Wendy and I are both big podcast listeners but instead I'm gonna go with what everyone else has been listening oh, yes. to which is Lizzo just all the time as inspiration <laughs> for one's life <laughs> endless Lizzo uh and then just my gauntlet of playlists that I repeat over and over again and they're generally just like orchestral yeah repetitive songs I like a lot of Philip Glass <laughs> so yes me too <laughs> I, I really like the piano solos of his just yeah if I need something I just put that on and just go with it it's lovely mm-hmm. it's just a mood to to that music that puts you in so <laughs> Very good fall or wintry mood as well. Right. Okay. So next question is, what have you seen or what have you been watching? (laughs) I'll I'll go first. first. (laughs) She watches way more than I do. (laughs) Yeah. I watch a lot more (laughs) than you. So, so of course, it's the last season of The Good Place. And I love The Good Place. It's fantastic and heartwarming and philosophical. And I mean, I don't need to sell anyone on it. (laughs) And then I'm trying The Prodigal Son, which is a new TV show this this year. It just stars two Brits playing Americans and has serial killers. And I love a good like crime procedural. So anytime I can have serial killers in my story, it's a thumbs up for me. and then on vary it up, and I'll do a what I'm obsessed with on YouTube, which is two set violin, 
I can't tell enough people about Tset Violet, except I probably haven't told Wendy. I know. What? <laughs> she tells me everything. I think it's because I just love it so much. I'm worried you ate it. Uh, so it's it's a um, uh, a podcast by two concertmaster violin players out of Australia, and it's just really funny. And I don't get all the jokes because I'm not a master musician of any any instrument but now I know there's like beef with violas and there's different like in jokes and it's just really fun and entertaining and you can learn a little bit more about like classical music so okay that does sound really interesting (laughs) (laughs) what have I been watching I'm in like a total rut for watching stuff I I uh another thing I I joke with Alicia I start all these uh I start a lot of shows and like never quite finish them and I don't know why because a lot of them I like really really like for instance I am still a couple episodes from the end of Fleabag which I really Uh. like I'm shocked you didn't mention that Alicia (laughs) because then I got her to watch it and then she like watched all of it really fast and then I was like oh wait I'm not done yet I'm not done yet (laughs) and I think it's because I um while I really like like that dark I love like dark mood and the dysfunctional uh, family stuff and the kind of bizarro humor that's not quite humor, but you laugh and then you feel bad for laughing. Like, I really love that kind of thing. At the same time, sometimes I'm just like, oh, I, I'm not in the mood to like destroy my emotions today. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I have to be like in the right, in the right mood. Yeah. To- it's, there's been some bits of it that was kind of really tough to watch. I also, this is where I'm going to brag, um, I got very lucky <laughs> and got to sit in the front row to see her um, when it was in the West End and um, feeling very smug about that. <laughs> yeah, as you should. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, it's it was, oh, she's so good. And you don't often see sort of like, women presented in that way of you know being so flawed mm-hmm. and yeah it was it's breathtaking to see just live but also the tv show takes it to a slightly different place but also it's that's tremendous in you know, in its own way but yeah, yeah, no. Gonna, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like that, um, I said to Wendy, it's like that simultaneous feeling I had where I kind of want to be her, but I also just feel really bad for her. Yes. And sort of <laughs> that that strange kind of both aspirational and then sort of not pitying, but <laughs> there's a, that element of, oh, I don't want to have to experience that myself. No, no. <laughs> she's quite and I love killing Eve as well so I yes (laughs) she's a win all around she really is and she was great on SNL she recently hosted uh Saturday Night Live so ah I shall have to go to YouTube and (laughs) seek all that out as shall I (laughs) so I'm not sure if you're into games at all whether you sort of play board games or video games do you (laughs) yes excellent yeah we did we did meet 
uh, and a Pathfinder, uh, playing Pathfinder. So we have at least that. <laughs> Excellent. And Wendy uh, should talk about the game she loves the best. Uh, let's see. There's so many. Oh. <laughs> uh, for video games, I would say hands down Dragon Age. All the Dragon Age mm-hmm. ones are the best. And unfortunately, we haven't had a new one of those in a while. And it's going to be a while yet for the next one. But um, just uh, for the just I, I was never really a gamer growing up. And then my partner got me um, basically started me on Dragon Age. Just, uh, tried tried me on a couple other games I didn't get into. Um, but then with, with Dragon Age, like you're, you're just kind of, it's a very immersive world. It's a beautiful world. It's kind of a scary world, but also the characterization is so good. And I mm-hmm. pretty much am a sucker for good characterization and witty banter and like emotional kicks to the stomach. So if, if a game can deliver that, like I'm there. A lot of games don't, <laughs> not enough for me anyway. And then, um, board games we were just playing the firefly board game yesterday (laughs) which is what i have my firefly shirt on right now yeah we're we're definitely big big game people in this family the hard part is finding people who actually want to also come and play games yes i'm just gonna (laughs) give wendy a hard time i'm gonna give wendy a hard time because she hasn't even mentioned guild wars i haven't I'm addicted to Guild Wars also, yes. <laughs> She's always on me to, to join in on Guild Wars. So She's played with me like three times. It's amazing, <laughs> whatever she does. <laughs> it's just running around with your friends in a beautiful open world. Um, and yeah, I, I'm not as in, certainly not as into the story of that game as I am into Dragon Age, but um, the social, I love the social aspect of it and as an introvert, <laughs> that's saying a lot, I think. Yeah. Okay. So my final question today to both of you is, what needs more love? And you can take that however. Oh, man, I feel like we all need more love. <laughs> Humanity needs more love. The environment definitely needs more yeah. love. <laughs> I think... Uh, yeah, <laughs> clean energy legislation. <laughs> That's probably not the answer we want to go with, though. <laughs> what do you What do you got, Wendy? Um, let's see. What else needs more more love? Um, I always come. At, I'm trying to come at it from like a book angle. Um, gosh. <sighs> what about shrouded, shrouded loyalties? Needs more love. Yes. Yes, that's I, well, a great I was, book. Yes, <laughs> does need more love. Yeah, I was. Uh, so I, I was saying before we started recording, I was at the Sirens um, 2019 conference um, with. It's a, a conference for women in science fiction and fantasy, and mm-hmm. it takes place every year in October in Denver. And yeah, I was just there. Uh, Reese, she is a, a fellow angry robot author Reese Hogan and she wrote Shrouded Loyalties and um which I had read uh, a couple many months ago and I, uh, and I uh, might not since it was long enough ago I might not be able to remember the plot particulars of it but it um it's a really fun um sort of a diesel punk submarine story and she she kind of plays fast and loose with uh, gender and uh, there's like a, a a spy who's cross-dressing um, on the submarine and there's also kinds of like the little political intrigue on there but then there's also um, some interesting 
uh, world building with uh, what's called shrouding. And it's um, this new sort of, it's, it's called like a Lovecraft based technology where you can okay. shroud into the alternate realm where there's like these Lovecraftian monsters to get places really fast. You shroud in, you shroud out, but by shrouding into this alternate realm, you're open. You know, you are accessible by all these crazy monstrous elder god type beings, um, and uh, so yeah, it's this really interesting matchup. It's got really good like some family drama and political stuff, and then this world building. So yeah, that's that is give us shrouded loyalties much more love. Okay, that yes. sounds excellent. <laughs> that's it for today. Is there anything else that you want to give a shout out to? Firebook. <laughs> Absolutely. We're contractually obligated to shill our own book, right, Wendy? <laughs> yeah. And I want to, uh, with our book, yeah, and I also want to shill for, for Sirens, the conference I just went to. Um, if you are a woman out there listening who is into science fiction and fantasy and you uh, think you can make it to Denver next year, it's a really fun, open community. Um, not just women, anyone who's like, female identifying or non-binary or um questioning or anything like that they're very open and uh welcome and i had a lot of fun cool well thank you very much for joining me today i do hope that lots of people do go and pick up your book because i loved it and i think you know we deserve a sequel and <laughs> it's it's such a fun read but Thank you, Wendy, Alicia. It's been great. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.